Welcome to episode number 52 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm the host of the show, as you know. And as usual, I'm joined by my brother in arms, Mr. Rich Kid, aka Rich Reviews, aka the Rustling Kid. Rich Kid, say what's up, man? Yeah, what's happening, people? Cool, cool. Good to be back, man. Good to be back. Yeah, it's been a long time. It has. <laughs> it's been way too long. Um, we've been like doing various things, which you'll I'll, you'll find out about in a minute, but um apart from that i think both of us have been like sick as dogs as well over mm. the last couple of weeks um which is not good let me tell you people having like a heavy cold during the summer is the worst the worst <laughs> oh my god because it's like it's hot it's clammy it's sweaty but at the same time you're cold and you've got the shivers yeah it's not it's not a good look man it really isn't i mean as you can hear from my voice i'm still recovering from it um yeah, it just won't go away. It's, it's proper persistent, this one. So mm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But Rich, how you been, man? You been up to anything good, geeky? Have you been watching any movies, playing any games recently? Um, I'm back on Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. That mm. I've got. Basically, I got this for like um for what a Secret Santa. For mm. our, basically, if any listeners out there who don't know, me and Jay, we've got like a little, uh, basically like a little group, little like a little geeky group called Section Nine um section <laughs> section 9 tm trademark mm. that shit yeah so say <laughs> so we were there before section 9 from ghost in the shell right and, uh, <laughs> and um and yeah so i'm basically i'm with me up every so often and we do geeky stuff comic cons cinema you know secret santas and stuff like that and uh, my secret santa for um for christmas just gone gave me uncharted um and i've been i've been finding i've been finding it hard basically trying to get into the game and I and I just decided the other day I was like, listen, don't go out and spend any money and get you know you you've got something here that you can still play alongside Destiny and alongside another Final Fantasy fifteen. Try and try it again. Um, you know I'm I'm a big fan of the series, and um and I just started playing it and I, it just really really picked up from nowhere and I've started to care about the characters and um I'm just I'm just happy that there's something there to play and I'm and I'm contemplating, you know after we get off the podcast after I finish tidying up and having a shower, you know to um just just sit down and chill out and just you know bang a couple of hours of it before i go to sleep so yeah so that, that's the, that's one of the main things I've, I've been doing too to be mm. to be honest mm. yeah you've got um the, the version you've got it's not uncharted 4 though it's it's the one that they came out after that right yeah 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 so it's called uncharted the lost legacy right 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 cool so yeah so yeah yeah so, cool, yeah man, it's, cool. it's, it's interesting it's an interesting game Mm, mm, yeah, I, I'm curious to, to see how that plays out. So, um, yeah, definitely let us know how you get on with it. Mm. Um, I've picked up Guardians of the Galaxy again, um, the Telltale game version. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I've, I've only got the first season passed. I don't even think there was a second season, to be honest. I think it was one and done because I don't think it sold that well. 
But um, I've been enjoying it, to be honest. Um, it, it's been a lot like experiencing the, the movie. Um, the writing on it's really good. Um, and it doesn't feel, although it doesn't feel as, the, the choices don't feel as dramatic as they were on, on say, The Walking Dead, which I loved playing, um, because you really had to make life and death um, decisions in that game. And in this one, it feels a little bit, mm, a little bit neutered a bit, a bit so to speak. Um, mm. You know, the choices feel a little bit more generic. They don't really feel as they, they have a, a massive impact on the game. I mean, maybe I'm wrong because maybe I need to finish this season and, and then do it again. But but yeah, it's not it's not a bad game. It, it's definitely not a bad game. And um, it's a bit of fun. So I've been playing that. And um, I also watched The Staircase as well, um, which is a, a Netflix series. Um, for those of you that know me, you know I love my true crime stuff, um, aside from all the, the geeky things that I do. Um, and this series is really like fascinating. It, it's gripping. It's uh, you know how they say the truth is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's one of those things where like if somebody wrote it and pitched it as a as a TV series idea, it would get rejected for being too outlandish. Like people would get that. Oh, no one will believe that. You know that's how mad the story is. Like um, for you listeners, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but. Yeah, if you're a fan of, of true crime and things like that, and you listen to true crime podcasts or you watch like true crime TV shows, definitely check out uh, The Staircase, man. It's, it's worth a watch. But yeah, man, um, as I said, it's been a little while since we put together a podcast for you guys. Um, and we thought, why you know, why not put together one now, especially as San Diego Comic-Con has just passed for another year. Um, mm-hmm. As always, we've got loads of information and loads of uh, news about new projects that are coming up. And we also got like a slew of trailers. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through um, some of the bigger trailers that were released. We won't go through everything from San Diego Comic-Con because we'll be here all night if we do that. Um, but we'll go through some of the bigger trailers and, and let you know our thoughts because I know a few of you have been asking what we thought of, of different things. So um, we'll go through some of those. Um, and we'll talk about some of the other big news that's, that's come out around uh, Comic-Con as well. Um, so, yeah, man, let's just dive straight into it, I think, because I don't think there's nothing else to get over. Yeah, no, we're good. All right, cool. Yeah, we're good, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, let's dive in, man. So, as I said, we had San Diego Comic-Con this year, and um, we got some really big trailers. Um, one of the, the, the big news things was that, you know, Marvel announced or Marvel Studios announced that they weren't going to... Um, be presenting at Hall H as they usually do every year. Um, that left a clear run for uh, DC Films from Warner Brothers. Um, and they obviously decided to take advantage of it because they brought a number of panels uh, along with them to showcase some of their upcoming projects. Um, one of the big ones that, that we got a, a trailer for that a lot of people are anticipating is Aquaman. Um, the movie itself was something that I, I was kind of interested in i mean it was probably the one i I remember you know years ago um i think it was about a year ago or two years ago when we did the um, podcast about the dceu as it was called um and we talked about kind of like the 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 few projects that were on the horizon that maybe might be interesting and i think anchor for me was well i think for all of us was probably the one that we were kind of most um, optimistic for because um, of the director involved, James Wan, who is, uh, for those that don't know, has directed things like Saw, the, the first Saw movie, um, has been involved in the Fast and Furious franchise, um, has been involved in the Conjuring franchise and, and lots of other things as well besides that. Um, he's a very talented filmmaker and he's somebody with a really unique visual style as well. 
Um, but as well as being, you know, a great visionary with a camera, he also knows how to tell a gripping story, uh, which is what is, has kind of been lacking from um, the, you know, the, the um, DC movies that we've had so far. So yeah, we got our first trailer for Aquaman, and um, I thought it was really good. I mean, Rich, what were your initial thoughts on on the trailer? Was there anything that kind of stood out to you? Um, to be honest, I, I was I wasn't impressed. <laughs> like I, I just think it was okay and the thing is like out of everybody in a dceu you know like we said like aquaman it's weird because i i feel that leading up to justice league aqua they really really pushed the character of aquaman and i think it's because um what's his name jason momoa i mean i mean let's put it this way jason momoa right now is probably um he's the equivalent to what robert downey jr is to you know to iron man and basically you know to what a lot of the people who portray marvel characters in the mcu are like but he is almost like he was born to play aquaman so half the stuff that he sprouts in the trailers for justice league or he, he says in justice league is, is basically how jason momoa talks anyway. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, just him yeah exactly yeah exactly what you know what is he being dialed up i reckon that's just him bro <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's like be, yeah like you just wake up in the morning and it's like hey hey jason and he's like my man and he's just there <laughs> walking around the house naked you know <laughs> like, yeah, living his best life isn't it? yeah exactly and um and so i felt quite disappointed um with how with what we got in actual finished justice league film what we all know like you know the, the history and the politics behind what's happened behind that um and and the rumors should i should i say um and so and like you said and so you know with you know finding out that james one was going to be was going to be on here i was like okay you know what this might be the film that saved the dceu but nothing like it just felt like um i don't i don't know it just it, it just looked like a little mermaid with a man like i'm not saying there's anything on <laughs> little mermaid little mermaid is wicked mm. but um it, this just felt it just felt flat it didn't have its usual its usual james one flair like for example i remember when james one took over the fast and furious franchise and i remember seeing the trailers and i was like holy shit like they just drove off a bridge and they jumped off and that didn't look cgi like you know like he he's very good at framing action and even if the action is outlandish like you're still sold and, and I mean, obviously, you know, this Aquaman film isn't just about action. You know, there, there's a story, a lot more story, I'm, I'm, I assume, behind it than, say, like a Fast, a fast and Furious film. But then James Wan has, has done, like, um, he did a really good job with Star Trek Beyond as well. Um, so, yeah, so, so this, this one, it, it just it just fell a bit flat for me, to, to be honest. I mean, oh, I it visually... Oh, Star Trek Beyond, sorry, Rich, I think that was um, John Chu, you know? Pardon? Yeah, I think that was John Chu, you know, who did Star Trek Beyond. No, John Chu. John, no, John Chu is the the guy who 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 plays Sulu. No, hold on, I'll just check. I'll just check. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if I'm wrong, this is gonna be really bad on fucking live air. So um. It's fine, man. Listeners are used to it. We're off the car. No, 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 no. Not me. Not me. We do things different. You all know that. Uh, Wikipedia, but yeah, you were saying you don't um, feel it feels like that kind of um, yeah, it just just... Justin Lin is the director. Oh, just oh, yeah, (laughs) Justin. Wow, you know what? 
this this podcast just got really effing racist. James Wan, John Shu, Justin Lin. Yeah, we owe both of them an apology. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold on, so what's James Wan done? Let, let, let's, let's, let's try. Okay, I know he definitely did Saw. He yeah, yeah, he did, did Saw, that's it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was it number six or seven? I think it was. Oh, I can't remember. You know, you know what? It, it, you know what's confusing? Justin it's Lin like, did a yeah. lot of the, the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But James Wan did one of them. I think it was number yeah. six. Was was the one he did, or it, it could be number seven? I can't remember. Hey, who but, directed um, number three? Who directed Tokyo? Hold on. Who direct, See, like I said, this, I'm not even trying to make this racist. But who directed Tokyo Drift? That was Justin Lin. That was Justin Lin. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So Jason, so Jason, James one did like six or so, six or something like that, or six yeah, or seven yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, so yes. You know what? You're right. It's coming back to me. Okay, fans, stick with us. Okay. Now <laughs> I remember the reason why <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, two heads are better than one. I reckon, if I remember correctly, the reason why James one did one of the Fast and Furious is because Justin Lin was yeah, directing Star Trek Beyond. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. All right. Okay. Listen. Either way, the trailer didn't do anything for me. Yeah. (laughs) That's the the major takeaway from it. Yeah. Be taken away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know. You know. Like I mean, maybe I I need to see the film, which I which I am going to. You know, I am definitely going to see Aquaman. But there's just nothing that feels. There was nothing that was just that that pulled me in. Mm. Like I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm being like harsh. Maybe the DCEU has left a bit of a, a little of a bad taste in my mouth that I'm looking at what's coming out now, and I'm just like meh. Mm. But um, yeah. But I mean, visually it looks right. I wasn't. I wasn't impressed by that CGI shark um, when he was a kid. Um, uh, oh, at the beginning of the, the trailer. Uh, the only part of the trailer where he's yeah, in yeah, the yeah. aquarium. You know the, yeah. the one, You know the thing that, that bothered me about that, and and again, I know this is like a stupid thing to pick out, but mm. like no aquarium would have all of them animals together in the same thing. Even if you've been like SeaWorld, which I have, and you yeah. go down like the Travelator, they don't tend to keep like every kind of random like fish and, and shark all up yeah. in the same place because yeah. it's good for them. In that one shot, you see like bear, sharks, all kind of thing in the same <laughs> thing. And I was like, "That's a bit of a safety risk, isn't it?" Like, <laughs> it's like, there, it's like there, there, there was a shark in there. I saw Dory. Yeah, and I, and I saw a giraffe. You're just Bruce. like, "What? Wait, wait a minute." <laughs> friends, not food. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, um, well, I kind of liked it. As said, I, I, I did like it. I, I think um, for me, I suppose I was being optimistic in the way I see it because of how I feel about what we've received so far from uh, DC films. You know, the only way is up. And mm. what I guess I liked about this trailer was, I mean, Aquaman's not a character I know a huge amount about um, in terms of background and, and all of that. Um, so I didn't really have any kind of expectations of um the trailer and and what they were trying to do with the trailer um what i liked was that i felt visually was quite stunning in certain parts i agree the cgi shark doesn't look that great um the Mm. the one that cracks the the glass that that looked a bit cheap but there are other shots like the shots of atlantis and stuff that i really quite liked um in terms of the way that um it was designed and, and so on um yeah it's jason momoa probably just being jason momoa turned up to 11 but He's a very cool and charismatic guy anyway. So he 
kind of can I think he he's kind of capable of carrying um, the character in his own way. Um, that will be appealing to a lot of people. Um, whether it will be, you know, a straight up adaptation of, of Arthur Curry from the comics is, is probably unlikely because from the little I do know of Arthur Curry, he tends to be more of a straight laced character and a kind of, um, you know, a, a very kind of by the book uh, personality and, uh, and a guy who's, who's very sort of straightforward in terms of what he does. And that's not, just not Jason Momoa's style at all in terms of what he does. So. Um, it might prove to be a good thing that they've gone with, you know, an actor who, as you said, you know, you made the comparison with Robert Downey Jr. Maybe it's a, a good idea to go with someone who won't be too literal with their, their interpretation of the character and will try to do something different um, with it, you know. Mm. Um, I liked the, the little glimpse we got of Black Manta. We didn't really see a lot of him in there, um, but I think the costume actually looks quite good um, from what we saw. Uh, it looks pretty accurate to the, the comics, um, and that was a, that was cool to see. Um, Ocean Master, we didn't get to see him with his uh, uh, mask on and stuff like that, so I'm not sure um, how that's going to play out. Um, and Mira looks okay, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm not too sure about Amber Heard. I've, I've, I've never really been like that big a fan of hers, but mm. um, we'll see. I guess we'll we'll see what you know what they serve up and, and all of that, but. But I thought as in terms of kind of setting a tone and the first kind of like look that we got at the movie, I, it, it kind of did its job in the sense that it gave us um, the idea of, of what kind of Atlantis they're, they're going to be creating for this movie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll just have to kind of see how it how it plays out really from from there. But but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was all right, you know, not not too bad. Um, another one that we got as well um was Shazam and again this is a character I don't really know a lot about I've never really read much um Shazam or, or Captain Marvel um and he was just a character that that his like kind of backstory never really gripped me in any way and I just never really you know kind of felt that connection with with the character um I know you do know uh, quite a bit about him Rich from the the comic books and things like that yeah. Um, how did the approach of, of this trailer kind of look to you in terms of what they're trying to do and, and how in the way that they're trying to kind of almost reinvent the character for um, the present day? Um, did, that, did that kind of work for you at all? Yeah, I, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, like source material wise, they, they've, they've pretty much banged the nail on the head mm. where you've got like Billy Batson transforming into, into Shazam. Um, I was surprised. I mean, not surprised. I mean, this is the first trailer. When when is when is Shazam out again? Sorry, is it this year or next year? Uh, no, I don't think it'll be out until next year. Next yeah. year. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah. So I mean, one of the things that I was surprised was basically how we didn't really get to see that much of actual Billy Batson himself. I mean, essentially, Billy Batson and um, Shazam are, are, are the same person. Um, and then and then obviously they've got like um Freddie. Um, who's gonna? Who I mean, in the comic books, ends up being a member of the of the Marvel family. He becomes like Captain Marvel Junior. So they're kind of using him as the, I suppose, in this trailer anyway, like the eyes and ears um, for the audience to see what Shazam can do and and, and so forth. Um, they they pretty much bang the nail on the head. It felt a bit for me. I I mean, it sounds like I'm being really really harsh, um, and it's not because I don't like DC. It, like I'm a fan of DC, and, and I did used to read Captain Marvel when I was a kid. Um, or Shazam, as some people call him, depending what area you're from. Um, 
it's weird because it, it seems like we've gone from like super super dark in a DCEU to a confused mess of it doesn't know whether it wants to be dark or to be light-hearted but then it almost comes off that when it is light-hearted is the type of joke that your uncle or like your stepdad or your granddad would tell to you that you used to laugh at when you were five years old but now that you're like 30 something you just have to force laugh <laughs> to straight up like yeah to, to straight up like um you know like a like a, a funny side of the dceu and once again like you look at the mc the mcu and it's like there's a gradual progression of 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 other types of films that they try to bring it into the fold so they, they once again they've established a base and there's one of those things where it's like shazam looks good but i i'm not sure how it's going to fit in to the dceu i mean you've got the whole little easter egg things in a trailer of like this this takes place in a place that you know that, that we're familiar with you've got newspaper clippings of like batman versus superman um freddy's like a batman fan he's got like a, a batman replica and stuff like that so you know that it takes place in the place that we're familiar with but it just feels just so just so out there compared to everything that we've seen so far oh yeah and, and suicide you know we've got suicide squad as well so it's almost like the type of villain that Shazam would be fighting against. I'm not sure if he'd be able to even, I wouldn't take him seriously if I saw him on the screen against a Jared Leto Joker or, you know, or a, a Doomsday, if you want to call him that, from yeah. Batman versus Superman or a General Zod, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so... I'm, I'm, him, by the way, do you know? You know, I actually can't even remember. All I know is that he's played by... He's um, played by Mark Strong, isn't he? Yeah, but, yeah by Mark Strong. Um, and, and and that's about it. I've actually forgotten the, the, the villain's name, to be honest. Um, hold on, let me look at. Right, right, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, so and so, yeah, so I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Like we said, you know, it's going to be next year. They pretty much. I tell you one thing, I was really impressed with the transformation from mm. Billy to Shazam was, was pretty awesome. Like it, it was, it was actually perfect. It was actually perfectly done. It wasn't too over the top. Didn't look mm. too fake. And it wasn't subdued. It essentially was that is it's a crack of lightning and smoke, and you see, you know, Shazam appear from that smoke. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually really really good. I like I like it. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, right, Mark Strong is playing Doctor Thaddeus Sivana. Ah, okay, Doctor Sivana. But one who's, yeah. who's given to squandering his gifts on ridiculous inventions that no one could understand. Yeah, Sivana yeah. himself had been summoned by the wizard Shazam as a child, but was not chosen as his champion, leading Savannah uh, to spend his life trying to unlock the secrets of magic through science. Mm. Yeah, so so you know what I mean. Like I said, like those stories. I mean, I mean, even now, like I, I would still, I would still read them. Um, you know, mm. if you know, if it was done right. But you've got a side of the DCEU that hasn't been mentioned not once. In, in 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 the space of like what four films that we've got before mm. so you know yes yeah, so, so so i'm finding it hard to, like you know to, to to soak it in and just accept it mm. at least with like let's say with the mcu uh you know well but the thing about the mcu is that we were told from that from that end credit sequence at the end of iron man one where you've got nick fury basically saying like this is a bigger universe like your imagination basically takes over and it runs wild anyway and then you get things like the Hulk, and then you get things like Thor, and then you get things like Ant-Man and Captain America. Uh, but like, like everything has just been played so straight-laced because they wanted to keep it like more of like a, um, a down-to-earth 
type of like front or universe that now that they've introduced magic into it is like yeah well i'm not sure how this is going to sit how, how this is going to sit nicely or how it's going to sit sorry mm. but um but but we'll see we'll see i mean the the, the main parts of it they've, they've they've pretty much managed to nail down properly so yeah mm. yeah i mean <clears throat> again this is another one that i was um quite quietly surprised by um and quite impressed by really because um, as I said, it's, it's not a character that I know, but what I like about the, the trailer is that it straight away kind of gave me the information that I needed. So here's this kid, his name is Billy Batson. He's, um, you know, a bit of a loner, runs away, runs away from home a lot, um, probably an orphan, um, is put up with another family, um, has to deal with bullies at, at high school, then gets found by, you know, this this powerful entity, this wizard who bestows this, this power on him. And he's basically a kid inside of a, a man's body with all of these powers trying to make sense of of what is, is going on and what i like is that um they have taken the you know the comedic route with it and not tried to be too straight and too serious about it because um you know i think with the my problem with some of what they were doing with the previous dc films is that um you know they they were just too dour for me i couldn't really get into it because it would it just felt like it was so hard to appreciate where these characters were coming from and why they were doing what they were doing whereas um you know with this trailer it already is kind of set up straight away who's doing what and where and why um with the exception of the, the villain that we get a glimpse at at the end but um you know i liked the way that they kind of set all of that up and um, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm willing for them to take a different direction because they tried the dark and broody thing. It didn't work. Um, you know, they then went too far in the other direction and made Justice League goofy as hell. And, and, and on top of that, it just had terrible jokes in it. Um, and that, so that didn't work. So, you know, I, I think they're trying to maybe restrike a balance a bit. Um, and I'm cool with that. I, I don't mind that. I'm happy with them to go in, in another direction. I don't need to go back down the road we've already been down. We know that doesn't work. Everybody's told you it doesn't work. So, you know, they seem to be listening with regards to how people feel about the, the previous movies and, and why they were so divisive um, and trying a different thing. So, you know, fair enough to them. Uh, you know, that's that's all any of us have, have really asked for is to try and do something different. And they have. So, um we shall wait and see the release date on this one is the 5th of april 2019 um, okay so it'll come up sort of <clears throat> just before uh, that summer period in in 2019 next year oh. um so yeah yeah it'll be on upon us soon but yeah cool man that's, that's all good um listeners let us know what you thought of those two trailers as well um we'll let you know how you can get involved with us at the end of the podcast so make sure you're listening in um and we'll give you our contact details and, and things like that um, at the end of the show. Um, now, there was a, a panel for Wonder Woman 1984, which I think is now the official name for the Wonder Woman sequel. Um, but we didn't really get a lot of information about it. So um, I don't think it's really worth us talking about it at this point because we didn't get a trailer. We didn't get any real footage. I mean, there was footage apparently shown to people um, at Comic-Con, but obviously we weren't there, sadly. So we can't talk about it. But um, that was part of um, DC's uh, slate as well, um, and they rounded it out with that. 
okay, let's move on then. Um, so we've got a couple of other trailers to uh, talk about quickly, ones that we, I, I guess, we really liked for, for different reasons. Um, but let's start with one that maybe is a little bit more divisive. Um, Rich, as you know, and you know, um, and I know, uh, Teen Titans has been something that's been quite controversial in, in the nerd community. Um, we have a, a Teen Titans Go movie that's um, due to be out in the UK very soon and is already out in America. Um, that TV series that it's based on is, is one that Titan fans have um, really been divided down the middle about. Um, some people seem to love it, others absolutely hate it. Um, and anyway, we've got a full length for what looks like a live action TV series for uh, the Teen Titans characters as well. This one will be appearing on DC's brand new streaming service um, that they're due to launch later this year. Um, we don't have a, a date for when the streaming service will be starting in the UK and how. Um, which to me seems like a major oversight. I mean, I remember tweeting that um, they're basically asking for people to pirate this, this show because if you're going to just release it in the US and nowhere else and act like nobody else in the world wants to see the show, then, you know, you're, you're basically in, encouraging people to do whatever it is they need to do to see it, which they will do. Mm. Um, mm. So it, it seems like a silly decision for me, um, you know, for Warner Brothers to not at least confirm that they have plans for a worldwide release. But yeah, there you go. Anyway, as I said, they have a number of um, TV shows, live action TV shows coming out, um, one of which is Swamp Thing, which I am kind of interested in, but we didn't get any uh, footage for that. Uh, but we did get one for Teen Titans, which is, is being renamed Titans for the live action version. Um, and the trailer was, shall we say, controversial? <laughs> It's caused, yeah, just a little bit. It's caused a lot of problems. I mean, there's been complaints about everything. Um, you know, there's even been, as usual, the, the bloody racists have come out and have started attacking uh, one of the particular actresses involved in the show. And, yeah, we've got all that usual bollocks that we always get. But um, cutting all of that aside and talking just about the trailer itself, what did you think of the the trailer itself rich i mean did, did it kind of did it give you a sense of what this universe is going to be about and were you happy with the the direction that they've chosen to take it for it uh, i liked it i liked it um i think it's pretty much still sticking to the tone of the teen titans book that was based on as and i'm talking like to me it reminds me more of like the teen titans that I grew up with in the 80s, um, like written by, written by like Marv Wolfman. Those, those are just awesome, awesome stories. Um, I mean, obviously they've made it a bit darker just because of, you know, different times, you know, you know when in Rome. Uh, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this. I, I, I genuinely am looking forward to it. Um, to, to, from what I can remember, the tra trailer seemed to focus a lot more on Robin, so I can only assume that they're basically just using him as the linchpin, because he's if may not if you know if people don't know, you know, large amounts of information about him. I mean, at least he's the most known character out, out of the lot. So um, I th I think I think they're playing it they're playing it pretty smart. The the world that they seem to have crafted seems okay. Um, they did have I mean there the, uh, there was no I didn't I don't remember seeing like a major villain that they were going to be facing against. Um, it just seems to be kind of like, you know, 
villain number one in a hoodie or villain number two with like a, a you know what's that hat what's that hat that they wear in new york when they work on the docks and the villains were in, in, 90s, in 1980s computer games you know what i'm talking about uh, nah. um, no it's like the look like the little woolly well, hat well like a, oh like a wool, uh, uh, wool hat yeah yeah, yeah. they just called a wool hat, wool hat. yeah yeah Okay, well, I just sounded stupid. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. Like, see, I've tried to make a funny on, on my observations about this trailer that I just fucked up. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I liked it. I liked the universe that they're trying to craft. We didn't really see too much of it, to be fair. Um, but but, it's, but it seems okay. Beast Boy doesn't seem too bad. Um, Raven, it, it's pretty much is capturing the essence of the character in the the comic book that I have grown up with but did seem a bit too team ang- or teen angst um if if that's even possible and who who else was there so they were, they showed beast boy they showed raven um, um, starfire starfire robin yeah. hawk and dove we got a glimpse of as well hawk and dove i i they hawk and dove just seemed dark Mm. And I like that, yeah. So like, uh, you know, it's it's been a lot. It's been a good little while since you know when we've watched any of these superhero or you know TV shows and just seen just some darkness, like just people just like to that just like to come in and just smash heads. I mean, you've got like the Daredevil and you've got the Punisher, but Hawk and Dove, considering how they look, which is one thing that I always found fascinating, they they just look like like really beautiful superheroes, but they just like to smash faces in, and that does come across in in the trailer as well. Um, Starfire, it, it's weird because I I have no I have no issue with the with the the color of the person playing whatever whatever character, um whether this person is Chinese, you know I shouldn't be like you know Oriental black whatever you know as long as you capture the essence of the character that you're portraying on screen from the from the source material then it's all good go about your business, but looks wise I just wasn't sold on her, so she's going to have to prove herself on the screen when it comes to playing the character of Princess Corey, also known as Starfire. And I'm really interested to see if they're going to go with the whole um, relationship with Robin and, and Starfire as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not even going to drop any spoilers in there, but let's just say that it, it'd be interesting to see how fans will handle this and how ignorant people will handle this. Um, and I hope, it, I hope they do go down this route because I'd like to rub it in the face of people who are fucking ignorant um <laughs> so so yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm assuming robin is dick grayson in this one yeah it's, it's, yeah yeah i, I mean uh, i haven't looked it up so i have no idea but yeah i'm assuming he, he's dick grayson um yeah i mean i don't know how i feel about it to be honest there were certain parts of it that i felt it was trying a bit too hard um mm. I, I think because of the way the trailer was cut they're really trying to emphasize that this is an um you know an adult approach to titans and very different to obviously to teen titans go um but i i don't know i I wasn't quite convinced like you know when when robin drops his f-bomb it just felt a little bit forced to me like yeah didn't feel like it was natural i don't i don't have a problem with him saying it Mm. the way that it was delivered i was a bit like yeah not too sure yeah um Beast Boy, I don't know. Like, I'm not, sh- I'm not feeling the tracksuit, man. It looks like the kind of tracksuit I used to wear when I was ten. Ford, <laughs> like proper tracksuits, so she had to buy them from Marks and Spencer's. <laughs> um, it kind of looked like that, and I was like, uh, "Hello, what's this?" Mm. Um, 
but I mean, yeah, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right to point out that this is um, exactly how, you know, Teen Titans was originally envisaged uh, back in the 80s. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, you know, th there's nothing that they're doing here that's terribly radical or, or left field from what people who are familiar with that side of, of the comic, you know, should should recognize, you know, people who, who are familiar with that should recognize that tone and that that kind of um, style that they've gone for. Um, obviously for people who've come into Teen Titans later in life, whether it's Teen Titans Go or whether it was the original Teen Titans um, cartoon, um, you know, that, that might come as a bit of a shock to them because those two shows have a very different tone to what this is, is kind of setting up. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, it, overall it was very well done. Uh, I did like the look of Hawk and Dove and they, they look, um, the costumes look fantastic. Um, the blood, again, again, because the way the trailer's cut, it's like they're overemphasizing the fact, look, there's blood, blood, blood. And it, <laughs> it just was a bit like, you're, you're hitting me over the head with a sledgehammer with this. Mm. I don't really need that. You can just kind of show the scene and let it flow naturally. You know, you don't need to kind of overemphasize the fact that we've, we've got blood in this, we've got blood. And mm. they swear, look. See, I told you, I told yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, yeah, they, they, they kind of felt like they were over-egging it a little bit to me. But that said, I mean, uh, am I not going uh, to watch the first episode? Yeah, of course I am. Um, I'm going to go check out the first episode and, and see what it's saying. And then, you know, probably make my, my decisions after a couple of episodes and, and we'll see where I go on. But, yeah, as I said, listeners, um, there is no UK official release date at this point for it so um you know by whatever means you need to go to to watch the show <laughs> do that i would nobody over here is going to be judging you um but yeah we we don't know exactly when i mean presumably it's it goes out with the launch of, of dc universe um online uh, sorry not dc universe online dc universe online is the game um dc universe uh, is, is what the tv streaming service is called um and that launches in october in in the u.s um so i guess we'll find out more when it approaches at that point but yeah man let's move on let's move on to some other trailers um sticking with uh comic book theme trailers um this is one i don't know nothing about rich so you're gonna have to talk about this one um, hey wait a minute don't put don't put me on the spot like that what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> something nice that you like man <laughs> uh, okay hit me hit me hit me hit me well i was gonna say that um the trailer for deadly class was released for the show on Ooh, Sci -Fi, okay you out towards the end of the year as well um, yeah like i said i don't know anything i know rich has been reading the deadly class comic for what two years is it rich you've been reading it for yeah, yeah 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 give or take as long as it's been out to be fair yeah. okay um, and that's by the comic book writer Rick Remendo, um, who yeah. is very well known in the industry. Um, so the, the TV show is based on his comic book. Um, so yeah, Rich, um, give us a little like kind of comic book background on on the TV show, and then yeah, just let us know your thoughts on the trailer. Um, I mean, to be fair, like I don't want to say anything. Um, in fact, I was actually speaking to because we went to LFCC um, yesterday, which is something we're going to touch upon later on in the, in the show, viewers, and. Um, and I asked one of my friends, uh, Jared. See, the thing is, like, I, I like I like to say names, like, like people know who I'm talking about. But anyway, Jared's a guy that I work with at work, and he's into titles, he's into comic books as well. And um, and I basically remember telling him about this a little while back, because um, he was just looking for something to new, um, something new to read. And I was like, listen, like, try try Deadly Class, 
and um and he was like well okay he's australian he's like okay mate you flaming galah what's, what's it about and I, and I was like all right governor listen to this yeah <laughs> and i said it's basically about this um a hispanic teenager called marcus who is kind of like is basically an orphan and he manages to talk his way or bullshit his way into uh like a, a what would be considered let's say a really really top private school in the states the thing is that this uh, this top private school is uh, a front for assassins for all over the world so for example basically you've got this school and you've got play uh, um, basically famous families from or famous uh, assassin families from russia who send their kids there to be trained and then you've got people from the uk and then you've got people from china and they all get, get sent there to train um, and it's almost kind of like a would you say what's the best term is it like a common grounds so basically anybody who goes to the school can't be touched from the outside give or take um because you know it's kind of just like it is you know is one of the rules but take into account what high school is like anyway so you've got you know you've got your jocks you've got your geeks you've got your you know you've got your teachers uh, and then throw into the in the throw into the mix that everybody's a trained assassin in one way or another and um and then add on top of that that is set in the 80s so a lot of the soundtrack in the comic book and i'm sure it's gonna it's gonna translate into the tv show as well because rick remenders like has seemed to have had quite a a really um hands-on all over this um it's basically a mixture of like 1980s rap and, and rock yeah he has has got yeah he has got producer credit yeah and um and and he's been very very hands-on if he'd been i remember like first hearing that they that he got commissioned and um and he was just blasting up instagram like just just killing it on instagram and just i think i think he actually might have even had like a bit of a part of 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 saying who was going to play who um on on the on the on the, on the little screen as well so so that's really good but um but essentially that's it in a nutshell it's basically uh, about a, a private boarding school in in the states set in the 80s and the children are basically raised to be assassins um so yeah li- it's literally that but it's it's I'm I'm so excited for it. Like the comic book is just awesome. Oh, but hold on, I was telling the story about Jared. Okay, yeah. So I see. So that's how I said to Jared. So I said, "Hey, Jared, there's this book." And he goes, "Okay, mate, tell me what's about." And I said, "Look, it's, I just said what it is." And he went, "Okay, this is that sounds pretty rad." And I was like, "All right, cool. Well, listen, when you pick it up, just let me know." This son of a bitch didn't even tell me that he started reading it until Sunday because I was like, "If you want, I can go to LFCC and I can pick you up a graphic novel." Um, or, or, or like basically one of the trade paperbacks for Deadly Class and it was like mate I'm already on volume 6 and I was like bro you've got further than me like you're taking a <laughs> piss now <laughs> so so yeah so I mean that that's my little story behind the comic book the trailer is basically I mean from what I could see this is you see if you've ever read 300 and then watched the film 300 this might be one of those things that's the closest thing to what you see in a panel on screen everything just seems perfect like i'm 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 super super excited for it um i'm a bit upset you didn't get to see some of the violence because the comic book is actually really really violent and i'm and i'm i'm not saying that i I like to see people's faces get smashed in but i like to see um you know people stick to source material so i mean if you're gonna if you say again (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't like to say that you like seeing people's faces get smashed in, but you like to see people's faces get smashed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm not just because I am bad guy doesn't mean I'm I am bad guy. So, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so yeah, so I mean, like, um, I, I think they kind of maybe kept that, let's say, for the next trailer, maybe. Um, but I, I'm interested to see how how, how they're going to deal with that. Um, do, do you know what the, do you know what Deadly Class is going to be showing on? Is it is it made by Stars? Uh, sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi are doing it. Mm. See, it's weird because the trailer. Been, ri- um, the it, the uh, Russo brothers are executive producers on it. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, like, I, I haven't. To be honest, I actually ha- I actually haven't watched any programs um or TV shows done by sci-fi. Um. Yeah, I mean, for years for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean to be fair, I mean if I was gonna, if I would have like put it to any channel, either I either would have done HBO or Stars, because they it seems like they just answer to nobody. Um, <laughs> so I mean, well, I as think much they're, as um, they're cable networks, aren't they? Like Stars and HBO, yeah, 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 they yeah. Kind of get away with with doing more. Whereas yeah, sci-fi is network television in the states. So correct me if I'm wrong, America listeners, but um, I think sci-fi is is uh, network. So um there may be areas that they can't go into that the comic book does go into but mm. but i'd be surprised if if they tone it down that much um yeah i, I would be surprised yeah yeah but let's put look, look but hold on you know what? furthermore in fact i remember seeing an episode of spooks back in the day i think it was like the fifth episode and the main character got killed by her head being dumped in like a chip fryer this was back in the day this was like nearly 20 years ago on bbc one so sci-fi don't mess up <laughs> like, like yeah go balls deep <laughs> like, yeah you know. you're talking about the bbc here mate that's good old beep <laughs> yeah no but if the beep can uh, do it us british know how to do this shit properly <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah so uh, yes yeah, so, i mean i mean that's basically the, the premise behind behind the, the class and, and i don't even want to like I said, I, I don't even want to give any spoilers away because it essentially is that it's like Beverly Hills 90210, but in the eighties, um, set in a boarding school in where they're trained to be assassins. Done. Like that's that's all you need to know. If you if you're not if basically if you're not sold on that, then then you're wasting my time. Get out. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother watching it then. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um yeah, I mean, as I said, as somebody who doesn't know anything really about Deadly Class, I thought it was pretty awesome, man. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you know, it seemed like a cool trailer. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know any of the characters or anything like that. I've never read Deadly Class, so um, I kind of picked up everything I needed to from that trailer. Um, and yeah, it's on me. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good Assassin series, so mm. yeah, bring it on, man. Bring it on. Okay, um, before we move on to the last trailer, um, let me just geek up a little bit because we also got uh, a Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer and uh, it made me so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know you're you're not that bothered about Godzilla, but um, for me, man, I I love Godzilla. I love all those old school Godzilla movies Mm. back in the day. Um, and I even liked the, the Godzilla movie that came out in, you know, 2014, I think it was now. Uh, no, 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 we're not talking about it. it wasn't 2014, it was 2016, I think. Was the last well, the most, the, the most recent one, yeah? most recent one, yeah. Okay. Um, I really liked it. I mean, most people didn't, and I could understand some of the complaints about the, the pacing and, you know, the focus on certain characters. But for me, it was just... 
it was just too much of a hype seeing Godzilla on the big screen. It was just, mm. I was totally swept up in it. Um, but this trailer has brought back uh, some of the classic Godzilla villains as well. Mm. Um, we're going to get uh, Ghidorah in there, the, the multi-headed um, demon thing that you see, the silhouette of at the end. Um, Rodan, Mothra, you know, all of that is, is going to be in there. Plus, apparently, they're teasing loads more as well. Um, and yeah, man, like, just show me a movie where like Godzilla's just bashing the shit out of mm. other monsters, and I'm good. I'm, I'm there. Let me see some nuclear flame breath. Let me see his tail light up. I'm good. That's it. I'm I. I don't need like deep story and stuff. But what I do like is that it does have um, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things is in there. Yeah. Um, and Vera Farmiga, who's, who's a really, really good actress, um, she's in it too. Mm. Um, and there's a few others in there as well. I think Ice Cube's kid is in there. Um, oh, yeah, O'Shea. Jay Jackson, yeah, yeah. I think Junior. There as well. yeah. I... <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a few other people who, who are in there as well. And there's that guy, I've forgotten what his name is, um, but he was the coach on Friday Night Lights. And um, oh, yeah. He's also in that series in Netflix. Um, and he's got that really earnest face and he always plays yeah. earnest characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got like an old face. He's not until he's got an old face, but he he looks like he was born with an old face, and like when he was twelve, <laughs> he could buy beers. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, not, you know what I mean? Like he's got a mature face. I mean, like, yeah, 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 I know what you mean. And he's in um that film Game Night, which is actually really good. That's all recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to get his name. Hold on mm. one second. Let me let me get and it because it's bothering me. His, now. his his voice is kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> like hi, I'm eleven. I just started secondary school. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Chandler, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, Kyle yeah. Chandler. Kyle Chandler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's just he's just very very earnest all the time. But mm. but yeah, the the cast in this is is pretty bloody good because they've got like um, as well as those mentioned, Sally Hawkins is in it. Um, yeah. Bradley Whitford, uh, last seen in Get Out as the creepy dad. Mm. Um, uh, Zhang Xi is in this as well. Zhang Xi, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which I think is okay. the first time she's been in a Western movie for a while. Yeah, it is. Um, and Charles Dance, the, the legend Charles Dance is in okay. this. Okay, all right. Um, and Ken Watanabe is back as well. As ben. Ah, Hopefully he'll okay. say fight again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, I mean, like, you know, you know, it's really, really weird because my favourite Godzilla movies are from the 60s. Like, I like Godzilla. Where like you see him on an island and everything looks fake, and like, how <laughs> do you see Godzilla? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, a man in a rubber suit, and like, I, I mean, I mean, this is after like the original Godzilla, which is which is also which, it's just a, an amazing classic, and I, I do recommend that people go and watch that because your how you remember it and when you watch it now and the and the political themes that it does touch upon, um, it's a it's a pretty deep film, um, uh. Yeah, it's the, I mean, it deals of like fallout of war and well, basically nuclear war and you know stuff. The 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 stuff or or the evil that man can do and and the mm. ramifications of it. I mean, that's as much as I'm going to say. But go and watch the original Godzilla and and you, you should be able to pick up on the, on those on those notes. But mm. um, mm. but my favorites are like the the Godzillas in a rubber suit. Like nothing beats the me the memory of me and my brother watching one of the God I think it's called Godzilla and Son, and it starts off I kid you not like a Richard Attenborough like um. Mm. <laughs> on the island following nature and mm. it and it basically follows godzilla trying to teach his son how to become you know like like a you know how to how to, how to grow up mm. and there's a bit where godzilla has a fight against one of the monsters i don't know which i know who it is but he does the muhammad ali shuffle <laughs> and boxes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I was like, what? Like, this is the best <laughs> film ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It might, it might be Rodan, I think he's fighting. It, it, I, it, you know, I, yeah, I don't even know. Scene, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's very famous because of that. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, the thing is, because I, I, the same thing, I remember I told Jared this at work. And it was like, yeah, this is how he lost. He goes, yeah, you're shitting me. You're shitting me. I was, I was like, no, bro, like, listen, Google it, man. And he's like, okay, I'm going to Google it. And I was like, yeah, Google it. Like, or YouTube it. I'm, 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 going to my, I'm going to my desk. If you can't find it, I'll find it for you. And then he literally just I got to my desk and he, hang, he hung me out on Google Hangouts. And he was like, shit, man, you weren't even lying. I was like, bro, why am I going to lie? about godzilla <laughs> doing a muhammad ali shuffle and boxing bro like of all things yeah you, like that's the kind of shit you can't make up <laughs> you can't make that up it has to be true because it's unbelievable yeah and um yeah. but but i never saw i never saw the the most recent godzilla movie mm. um I, I think i will I, I will go back and watch it and then watch this one um but what i am more interested in is that basically i do know that they are heading for this monsters universe right so isn't yeah King Kong basically coming into this at some point, or at are they going point, to be? Yeah, I mean, I know yeah. that was the plan. I don't know if they're still doing it now, but yeah, yeah that the, the plan was that they were going to um, integrate King Kong into this universe. Yeah, because well. because I, I think I think it's the next one because because yeah because I remember seeing like a somewhere like it was because um, the last one that was uh, was Kong Skull Island, which I did see. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the King Kong before that. Um, and then obviously you've got Godzilla, then you've got this next Godzilla, and then I think they're meant to come to a head of like, I think, the Battle of the Battle of the Beasts or something like that. So yeah. I, I am interested in it. It has piqued my interest and I'm going to have to go back and, um, and and view the films that I haven't watched just to be up to speed. So yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah that, that trailer got me. It did get me. Cool, 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 cool. All right, man. Um, well, let's get on to the last trailer that we're going to talk about tonight, which was um, the trailer for Glass. Uh, the new movie from director M. Night Shyamalan. Um, and this is one that people have been looking forward to ever since it was kind of teased at the end of Split, his last movie, and then officially announced, um, which is basically kind of uh, bringing together his characters from um, his classic uh, take on the comic book movie, Unbreakable, um, and Split, um, and creating this universe where basically three of the main characters from those two movies all exist uh, and coexist together. Um, the trailer for that I thought was phenomenal, man. Really, really good, really well done. Um, you know, he, the one thing about him, that Shyamalan, is he always puts out a good trailer. Like the movies may not necessarily be that great, but mm. the trailer itself will always be good. Um, and I, you know, I just, I, I don't even want to go into too much detail and speculation at this point because I want to, I just want to see the movie and absorb it and, and get all of that from um, the movie experience when I watch it. But yeah, I mean, basically, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm down. Like, you've got Mr. Glass back. You've got Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn. And, like, he was calling himself the Guardian, right? Or something. Or I think that's yeah, what, yeah, the Guardian. Um, yeah, Mr. Glass was yeah. calling him, but yeah. Um, you know, you've got Samuel Jackson back in the wild here in wheelchair, uh, scheming, mm. um, you know, and you've got James McAvoy uh, playing the, the Beast, um, you know, his character from uh, Split. So, like, you've got all of these, and you've got Sarah Paulson in there as well, who's always good in whatever she's in. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking for them free to throw down, basically. <laughs> That's mm, what mm, I want to mm. see, you know. As much as there's loads of philosophical, I'm sure there'll be loads of philosophical musings about the abilities of man to manifest, you know, powers within themselves that, that seem um, beyond human uh, norms. But 
yeah, to be honest, I don't care, man. Just <laughs> throw it down. Hmm, hmm. But um, yeah, Rich, how about you, man? Oh, yeah, listen, I loved it. I mean, uh, if I haven't mentioned it before, but basically, I mean, there's certain comic book adaptations which have to get an honourable mention, and Unbreakable is one of them. And the funny thing about Unbreakable, Unbreakable being in my list is that I'm sure that like, everybody everybody knows. I'm sure now because the film's that old. It's not even based on a comic book, but it was one of the first films. Well, you know what? It's not even one of the first films. I think it was such a well constructed film because it took the formula which was used by Richard Donner for Superman the movie and it and it basically just built this character up like it 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 just it just stuck to like just telling a story and it just happened to be about a man who has powers and and I think that's what makes a good let's say superhero film like you have to believe in this character and this mm. world that this character inhabits and then you bring in the powers and and that's one of the reasons why you know why uh you know why Superman the movie works and they take that that blueprint and they use it for Iron Man and Iron Man works and or they use it for you know you know for uh, for Christopher Nolan's Batman so, you know it, like it it just works and um and it's one of those films that I've I've always wanted to see a sequel to because I remember collecting a magazine called Wizards um and I'm talking like this is like years ago they don't, they're not even around anymore I think they more help with like the Comic Cons now. Mm. And um and it and it it always this was always meant to be a trilogy. That's the thing. Um and I remember like they even because Alex Ross did the did um did all the sketches and the designs for every, basically all of the characters in the thing. And um and I'm sure that if you actually buy the DVD special edition, um um it might be worth it might be worth like a bomb now. But there was a DVD special edition where you got like a little miniature comic book of designs that Alex Ross did of Bruce Willis as the Guardian and Samuel Jetson as Glass and so forth and. Alex Ross is, is quite intricate when, when he does his designs. He he always breaks down on the page as to why he's done this and has the why why he hasn't done this and and he'll he'll give you like you know um like evolutions of characters that he that he designs, um, and so yeah so like and I just remember just watching this film and just thinking to myself this film was perfect and it's easily one of my top ten films of all time. So seeing I, the joke is I haven't seen Split, and unfortunately it's one of those things where I didn't see Split because. As, even though I'd heard really, really good things about it, M. Night Shalomamalan's, uh, you know, catalogue of films has been very, very sketchy at most. So I'm upset, but I know how it ends, and I know now that this leads into like the the the, trilo- the, the third part of this hmm. trilogy that I've been waiting for for years. So now I need to go back and watch Split and and be prepared for Glass. But um, I I just can't wait because he just seems to be taking every single, like, comic book, like law and bringing it into the real world and it doesn't seem forced or seem fake or seem out of place you know you know what i mean like you look at you look at the character of mr glass and he's in his purple suit and you just know that that's his that's his super villain suit that he wears when he's chatting his shit to the heroes like you know like that whole thing of like hey mr bond before i kill you i'm going to tell you my plan like you know, they all have that look like mr glass looks like that super villain like you know even though um the character that david dunn the character that bruce willis portrays even though he's just wearing that like you know like that fisherman cowl it's just a cloak but it looks like a superhero cloak especially mm. when you see him you know doing all, all, all the superhero things and then obviously you've got like james mcavoy name you know who plays the beast who physically looks like a beast like skinny james mcavoy from like 
the, the tales of Narnia or skinny James McAvoy from, you know, Shameless, the original, like Channel 4 to the beast now. Yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm super, I'm super, super excited for this, man. Like, um, if anything, people in the DCEU or anybody looking to make a, like a superhero film, um, take notes. Like maybe not, don't even look at like the Marvel Universe or like, you know, some of the, the Batman films. Just go and look at Unbreakable. And that's a that's, that's like literally to me a perfect comic book film, and that's not even a comic book. Hmm. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I mean, if if you're listening to this and you haven't like checked out Unbreakable, please do. Um, it's an amazing movie, and it's going to set you up for what's to come with Glass. Mm. Um, so yeah, make sure you you, you check that out. Um, and check out Split as well because yeah. Split is the kind of direct tie into to those movies as well. Hey, so. quick, quick, question, question, question. Mm. Because we all know that Shyamalan, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm just going to call him M Night, right? So M Night, we all know that oh, every single film that M Night has, like every single one, has like a plot twist at the end. What do you think is going to be the plot twist for for um, for Gloss? Um, ooh, I don't know, you know. Um... Yeah, that's a good one. When is it out? Is it out next year or this year? It's out next year. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So so let's let you know every so often. Let's just go back to this because I mm-hmm. I reckon this the the twist has to be pretty freaking big, right? Yeah. So like you know, so I can tell you what I think it might be. I reckon that they actually are comic book characters brought to life by the imagination of somebody maybe david dunn's son and he's brought and he's basically brought the, the powers onto these people uh, and put it onto these people into the real world so so basically you see how they say how in the marvel universe that jack kirby is actually a person that exists no 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 not even that. have you seen have you ever read um the century there's a an issue of the century where basically bob um, bob reynolds is going crazy mm-hmm. and they go and visit paul jenkins yeah, yeah and they're like and they're like okay what's going on here and it's like yeah well i, I created this comic book and you should be in my comic book and they did something similar with grant, Mor- grant morrison and animal man um but that was just super super trippy and anybody who's read anything by grant morrison knows that he's led a bit of a trippy life but i i, I think that'd be a really really interesting twist that um they actually are comic book characters brought to life and um, it's maybe opened the gateway, and hopefully this just won't be the only characters that we see. That maybe this opens up like a a whole new universe of Shamalamalan um, superheroes. Not that I would not see more films, but it'd be like a nice little twist to it. But I reckon that that's that's one that's that's one um, <coughs> one theory I have, and uh, as to how this film could end. Okay, interesting. All right, listeners. Well, um, basically, <laughs> hold Richard to that, innit? <laughs> you guys see the movie when it comes out, because we'll go see it and we'll talk about it for sure. We'll see um, what the big twist or surprise um, M. Night Shyamalan has up his leave for us. All right, man. Well, that's going to do it for the San Diego Comic-Con section. Now, we're, we're running out of time here, so we've really only got a little bit of time left. But... Um, we just wanted to take a moment um, to remember the and, and kind of honor the passing of somebody really important to um, the whole kind of geek scene, really. Um, somebody who, who coined a terminology that people are still using to this day. Um, and that is uh, John Schnepp. Uh, for those of you who don't know who he is, um, you might have seen him possibly 
on some YouTube videos if you're a fan of watching um, YouTube movie shows. Uh, he featured a lot on AMC Movie Talk initially um, and then on Collider Video. Um, he had his own show on there as well where he'd host a show about uh, comic book movies. Um, but aside from that, he was, you know, a filmmaker and, and a creative first and foremost. He was a, a huge champion of comic books um, and his filmography is absolutely huge. You don't realize like how much he's he's done throughout his life. Um, he sadly passed away just before uh, Comic-Con um, at the age of 51. Um, and yeah, I think he's somebody who, you know, all of us who are fans of, of pop culture should uh, remember because he was a guy who had incredible passion for what he did um, and as said if you you know if you just google him and, and take a look at his his filmography you'll see how much um, he's done in life uh, he's achieved so so many things um, and been a part of so many tv shows that you probably watched when you were growing up and didn't even realize that he was involved in so um, you know he's, he's somebody who who should be remembered um, and everybody who talks about him as well kind of talks about how um, how genuine he was. And, you know, people um, like Kevin Smith um, who have spoken really eloquently about him, and, um, you know, being not just a, a passionate fan, but a passionate human being who, who genuinely seemed to have a, a tremendous connection with, with every single person that he met. Um, and everybody kind of gravitated towards um, this guy because of, of the type of, of man he was, as well as the type of creative he was. So, um, yeah, you know, as I said, we just wanted to kind of pay our respects, really, um, in that regard. Rich, did you want to add anything on that? No, I, I think you pretty much like, touched everything upon it, man. Like, hmm. it's weird because I, I've known of, I've known about John Schnepp like for years. Like, you know, obviously reading like Wizard as well and things like that. And it's just one of those things where it wasn't until I spoke to you, Jade, like that you reminded me of how much he's actually done, and like, like, but but in but in everything, like whether it be television, whether it be like comic books, like writers, artists, like he he's generally been just like like a really big adv advocate for you know for you know for a genre that, which hasn't really which only just started in the past few years to really pick up pace. But he's he he was just one of those just all welcoming type of guys, um, and I remember I mean you know me people that don't know me and Jason work with each other um, when we work in in the same building for the same company, and I, and I I was I passed by you know to come and say hello. I remember you were watching that little um, the, is it the the tribute on um on YouTube, and I said don't mm. do it man because I came down and I just looked at the screen and I saw one of the guys just talking, and he did did he break down while while he was giving a little tribute to to John Schnepp. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I, I just, I just saw his face. It, it just made me sad. I was just like, this guy had like he it was him. I mean, if people that don't know, um, isn't he? The, isn't John Schnepp did um, the Death of Superman um documentary, right? Yeah, that's right. The Death of Superman yeah. lives. Yeah, the, the Death of Superman lives. Like you know, which is a documentary about the Tim Burton film. Um, when he was when he was going to do a Superman film with with Nicolas Cage, like he's he's just done so much. Like I said, and it wasn't until Jason reminded me and even told me things I didn't know. I was like, yeah, this guy's just freaking. And well, he was, he was, he was awesome, man. So, but yeah, um, it, I mean, like, we've we've lost a good one there, like, definitely, um, definitely, definitely lost a good one. Mm, mm. Yeah, man. Oh shit, we, we also lost, we also lost Steve Ditko as well, man. Sorry, sorry to chime in there. 
Yes, that's right. Yeah, we did. We um, since we last recorded, uh, Steve Ditko passed away as well. Um, you know, he was a, a man who was uh, legendary for his work on on Spider Man um, and Doctor Strange for Marvel. Uh, yeah. But also did work for for DC as well. Um, I'm not as familiar with with his DC work, but I know he did do quite a few uh, mm. characters for them. Um, and yeah, as I said, is somebody who is just known as a legend throughout the industry for, for yeah, what he yeah. did. And um, you know, if you're a Spider-Man fan, you, you're you're probably influenced in some way by the work that that Steve Ditko did um, with that original character. And, yeah. Um, the design of the character, the way it looks, the way it moved on the page, you know, the things that, that he brought in terms of the colour and, and um, the use of colour and things like that were um, really tremendous, um, you know, and he was uh, an absolute visionary, certainly he said with Doctor Strange also, um, yeah. he brought, you know, real life to, to Doctor Strange and, and to the 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 kind of vivid worlds that that, that character inhabits, so mm. um, yeah, also somebody to remember as well, so yeah, yeah man. For sure, for sure. All right, man. Well, we've only got about five minutes left. <laughs> we've been talking for so long um, that, yeah, we've kind of ate up all of our time. Um, I guess we can lastly just kind of comment on um, the big controversial news that broke just before Comic-Con um, arise, uh, or arrived, which was um, the parting of ways between Disney and, and James Gunn. Um, director and writer of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, you all know by now, I guess, the circumstances surrounding that. Um, and, you know, that that's the decision that, that Disney came to. Um, clearly, there's a lot of, of strong feeling out there about this decision. And um, I don't know if you heard, Rich, but there's a petition going around um, at the moment online, which I think the last I checked had hit about 370,000 signatures um, for people, you know, calling for Disney to reinstate James Gunn um, mm. for this thing. Um, I guess, you know, this is a big topic, so we can't really break it down properly. Um, I said we're out of time, but um, I guess if you can summarise your kind of thoughts on it in <laughs> two or three minutes, then mm. um, yeah, go ahead. Um, two, three, two or three minutes. Um, said no one ever to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's, it's really. I just think I'm, I'm not even trying to excuse what he said, but then at the same time, well, I don't, it's I don't think you can. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't excuse what he said. I mean, the people yeah. have said, you know, oh, he was working for trauma at the time, and, and mm. but he himself turned around and said, you know what, that was inappropriate. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think if the man himself acknowledges that he, he, you know, that it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, then, you know, yeah. that, that's fair. We have to accept his position on that. Yeah. Um, but that said, this was in 2008, you know, this is yeah. a long time ago that, that he said this. Um, and those that know him and those who have worked with him have, have said that, you know, the man that, that they know is not the man um, a, a man who should be characterized and represented by things that he said in 2008. Um, you know, mm, clearly mm. He's, he's changed his, his perception of the world around him. So, yeah, you know, but sorry, go on, man. Um, yeah, no, but it's just one of those things where it's like, to, to me, it, it's not even what he said, to be honest. It's the way in how the information has, has come up again. Mm. And it's basically just, it's, 
it's inter it's internet shaming. Mm. Like I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's even a thing. But well, yeah, but like, I mean mob, like yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely a thing. It's that mob mentality. I mean, it's kind of yeah. what we talked about on on the podcast where we were talking about kind of keyboard warriors and and people's you know desire to rally troops around them and 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 you know have these culture wars um you know on social media it's it's that yeah. same you know mentality and um and, and yeah and and I, th and I think that that's that's the thing that upsets me and scares me more it's not what he said because like I said, like he, he said it at a time when he's, a, he's, a, he's of a particular age and he works for a particular company. And to me, and to be fair, everything that he said didn't seem out of turn knowing his background and what and what he makes. That's it. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying I'm not saying excuse me. I'm not saying it's right either. Uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying that he hasn't said anything out of turn compared to what he does. It's like I, and I put it to the thing of like if Seth, if Seth, um. Seth, not Seth, is it Seth Green? Seth Mc, if Seth MacFarlane was to tweet that on Twitter, I would be like, listen, don't be upset about what he says. Because that, unless, because if you haven't seen an episode of Family Guy, then go and watch an episode of Family Guy and then, you know, you know what to do. Just don't, just don't look at his stuff. Just don't follow his tweets. So it's the whole thing of like how people went out and dug and looked for this bad blood to bring up and, and, and get him shafted. Um, so, so that's what scares me scares me and um, and upsets me a lot more than actually what he said because comedy is comedy comedy is going to make x amount of people laugh and it's always going to upset somebody so sometimes you just have to deal with it unfortunately um but yeah i, I like the fact i do like the fact that the that the mcu well certain members of the mcu are actually rallying together because they are looking at the bigger picture which isn't what he said and it's about like you know the person you know james gunn being a good person and somebody basically just trying to trying to tarnish a man's reputation, you know. They're, they're trying to break a man down. That's how I see it. And I like the fact that they they they're banding together. And even though they all do belong to you know the House of Mouse Disney, um, and they understand why decisions may have been made, uh, they themselves are sticking to their you know internal moral compass and um and giving someone the benefit of the doubt, which they know which they know very very well, um. And so, so yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's going to be a loss. He's, he, I think he's going to be a loss to the Marvel Universe if he's not in, reinstated. But um, it's one of those things that if if you reinstate him, you're just opening yourself up for for more headache and more hassle, really, aren't you? Um, I mean, right now he's probably in the same boat as like um the Brexit um referendum. So is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Mm. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. Please don't bring up the B word on the podcast again, bro. <laughs> I broke out in sweat, bro, when you said Brexit. <laughs> Listen, for, for all you international listeners, like, yo, we, we've got ourselves in a right old mess in this country. <laughs> like, mm. Right old mess. <laughs> we don't know where we're coming, where we're going. Like, we don't know what the fuck is happening right now. So, mm, mm. yeah, <laughs> that, that's, probably, that's probably not a bad analogy, actually. But, describe the whole situation but um as I said listeners unfortunately we've run out of time so what we'll do is we will touch upon the James Gunn gun situation again um because you know this is quite a, a deep issue um and I don't think we can really do justice to it at the moment um but I mean I'm sure you who are listening to this will, will have your own opinions on this so let us know what you feel I mean do you feel Disney were, were right to do the, to make the decision that they did um or do you feel that Disney are being hypocritical given you know the kind of past that that, that company has and some of the, the movies that they put out in the past that they've 
you know, Haribu disappeared and wiped from their slate. <laughs> Some of the South, I'm looking at you. Um, you know, so perhaps, you know, Disney should not have been as hasty as they were. But um, as I said, let us know what you think. Um, there'll be a short trailer at the end of the podcast. It will give you our contact details on there so you can drop us a line um, on any of our socials um, and give us your thoughts on, on the whole thing. All right, man. Well, we're going to head out. But before we do, uh, we've got to do a couple of quick shout outs. Um, so I want to say a big thank you to Rob Wade from Emotionally 14. Um, Rob has kindly been hosting our podcast over at emotionally14.com. Um, Emotionally14.com is basically a, a home for a lot of podcasts that Rob and his guys put together, um, but also lots of other podcasts as well. They cover lots of pop culture and geek culture, just like we do, um, especially with a Star Wars emphasis as well. So if you're a big Star Wars fan, definitely head over to emotionally14.com and check those out. Um, big thank you again to the Brickpod scene as well, um, our collective that we are a part of. Um, home to over 100 UK podcasts, all independently produced, um, and about a variety of subjects as well. So if you like listening to podcasts about different things, um, then definitely give the Brickpod scene a visit. You can find them at www.brickpodscene.com or look out for Brickpod scene on all social media and you'll find them there. Um, also want to say uh, a big, big up and uh, shout out basically to J-Man from J30 Productions. Um, thank you to you. Um, shout out to Nostalgia Party Podcast, uh, PCR Unlimited, uh, Boys from Hashtag Blackout, uh, Christian and Damon's Amazing, Amazing Nerd Show, Thursday Catch-Up, um, and Mr. O as well. And don't forget to check out our new podcast as well, which is called The Bebop Rewatch. Uh, if you're a fan of Cowboy Bebop, this is absolutely essential listening for you because what we do is we break down each episode uh, and tell you a bit about the episode itself, give you some trivia and give you our thoughts on it and just basically have a good time reminiscing about one of the greatest anime TV shows ever made. Um, so yeah, go check it out. You'll find it right on this uh, podcast stream so you won't have to go anywhere. Uh, wherever you are, whatever podcast that you're using, just head to the Wulong Talk stream and you'll see the Bebop rewatch on there as well. All right, Rich, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up, man. So uh, let's say goodnight and call this one a night. So it's goodnight from me, Rich. Say goodnight. Goodnight. Cool. And we're out, people. Peace. Take care of yourselves. And we'll see you again next week. If you like what you just heard, why don't you follow us online? You can find us on Twitter at wulongtalks.com on Facebook at Wulong Talks and on Instagram at Wulong Talks. We also have our blog which we update uh, kinda regularly and you can find us there at www.wulongtalks.com If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com